You're now listening to Sambuanga City Alliance Evangelical Church's podcast. We hope that it will help you with your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ and your relationship with the people around you. God bless you. Shall we all bow down our heads for prayer? Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we would like to say thank you because you have brought us to this place. And you have allowed a physical worship gathering this time. Though those who are 20 and below and 60 and above could not join us yet. But we are looking forward on that day that you would fully eradicate the virus and you would allow us to be gathered once again as a church, corporately lifting our hands and hearts before your throne and honoring you for who you are and what you have been doing in each one's life. And so today, as we meditate upon your word, we desire that you would reveal yourself more and more to us, affecting our very lives and helping us to live this life we have in accordance to who you are and how we perceive that character and your very being, so that we will continue to live trusting you and honoring you all the days of our lives. We say this in the name of Jesus, amen and amen. We will continue with the series entitled, When God Meets Man. And this will be the fourth of the series. Because during the first time we discussed about this, we meditated from Genesis chapter 16, looking at the experience of Hagar, when Sarai got tired already of waiting for the promise of God to be fulfilled. She said to her husband, Abraham, why don't you sleep with my servant and have a child? Maybe through this, we will be able to fulfill what God had promised to us. And so Abraham slept with Hagar and Hagar was with a child. And when Hagar felt that she was already conceiving a child, she despised Sarai. And because of that, Sarai treated harshly Hagar in response to that despising response or act of Hagar to her. And so out of the harsh response of Sarai to Hagar, Hagar ran and in that streams where she was already so frustrated and nobody seeing her, the God who created the universe saw her. And out of that conversation that he had, she had with God, she said, you are the God who sees. And that is why we entitled the message, the first part of the series, When God Meets Man, we entitled it, Meeting the God Who Sees. And out of that encounter, God advised Hagar to go back to where her maidservant is, Sarai. And so she went back with her. And that time, Sarai also received a child from God in the person of Isaac. And Isaac was already about, uh, she, she, Sarah weaned already Isaac. And when that happened one day, Sarah saw Ishmael doing something to Isaac that she didn't like. And so she told her husband, Abraham, Abraham, why don't you drive away this servant of mine along with her son, Ishmael? And so Abraham drove Sarah, Hagar and Ishmael. But while they were there in the desert, in a place where there was dry ground, nothing to eat, nobody to call on to for help, God appeared to them again and God said, I heard the cry of the lad. I heard the cry of Ishmael. And that is why we entitled that message, Meeting the God Who Hears.
that time came when Isaac grew already. When God called Abraham and said, Abraham, I would like you to offer your son to me. Bring him to Mount Horeb. And when Abraham brought his son to Mount Horeb and he was about to kill his son to offer him to the Lord. The Lord appeared to them again and said, don't do that. I know now that you won't withhold anything from me. Thus, I am here providing an offering for myself. That is why we call that message, meeting the God who provides. And we will continue with the story of Isaac tonight. This time, Abraham was no longer existing. He was already dead. And when a problem came in the life of Isaac, there was no father that he could run to. And this time, we will entitle this message, Meeting the God Who Secures Us. Because this time, Isaac experienced a famine. Let's look at the Word of God in Genesis chapter 26. The whole chapter is our text for tonight. But we would be looking only from verses 1. Uh, we would be reading only from verses 1 to 5. Okay? So that it won't take long for us. And I will tell you and relate to you the rest of the story. Genesis 26, 1 to 5. It says here. Now there was a famine in the land. Besides the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. So Isaac went to Gerar. To Abimelech, king of the Philistines. The Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land of which I shall tell you. Sojourn in this land and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and to your descendants I will give all the lands and I will establish the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and will give your descendants all the lands and by your descendants, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. May the good Lord bless us upon the reading of his word. During this time, it is mentioned in the text that there was a famine in the land. A famine that devastated all the crops. And when all the crops were devastated, it affected the animals living in the land. And because there were no crops, there were no animals living, there was no rain, there was no water, it created a tremendous problem in the life of the human beings. Isaac was existing without a father, without a mother to run to. And so he thought of going to Egypt. If you look at the map of Israel, you see in the northern part the Sea of Galilee. And then it is connecting, uh, connected to the Dead Sea at the southern part of it, connected by the Jordan River. And you go to the southernmost part of the land of the map, you would see the land of Egypt. And so Isaac, having this famine occurring in the land, he decided to go to Egypt. I believe he was on his way already when God appeared to him for the very first time. Take note. For the very first time. God appeared to the different characters in the book of Genesis earlier. Look at the previous chapters. God appeared to Abraham a few times. But never in the past that God talked to Isaac directly. God did not address him on a very personal basis yet. But this time there was a famine. He was about to go to Egypt. And God appeared to him and said, Isaac, don't go to Egypt. Stay in the land which I will show to you. Stay in the land which I will show to you and sojourn in this land. I would like us to take note of verses 2 and 3 because these two verses are very important in understanding the entire chapter. Take note of what God said. 
Stay in the land that I will show to you and sojourn in this land and I will be with you and I will bless you. Those were the statements of the Lord to Isaac. Now I want us to take note that there are two places that God was pertaining to. The first place that God was pertaining to was when he said, I want you to stay in that land that I will show to you. But that land where Isaac was that time was not that land that God was talking about. So about that land where he was, God said, sojourn in this land. So I look at the Hebrew text and look at the word sojourn and I realize that God was about to, what God was conveying something temporary to Isaac. So God was telling him, Isaac, in the near future, I will show to you a land and in that land, I would like you to stay. But for now, you are here in Gerar. I want you to temporarily live in this land for a short period of time. And so Isaac, hearing the words of God, obeyed him. He stayed in Gerar. But while he was there, he was confronted by a situation. Because that land, Gerar, was occupied by some other people headed by a king called Abimelech. And so Abimelech, along with his troops, went to him and said, Isaac, we see a beautiful woman beside you. Who is that woman? Isaac, afraid of being killed because he thought, I might be killed out of this situation because they are interested in my wife. So when they asked the question, Isaac said, she's my sister. Are you seeing here a familiar situation? Earlier in the previous chapters, you would see Abraham going to Egypt because there was a famine in the land. When they were in Egypt, they were confronted with a similar situation. And the Egyptians asked Abraham, who is that beautiful lady beside you? And Abraham said, she is my sister because he was also afraid. The same mistake was repeated by the son this time in the land of Gerar. Who is that woman beside you? And he, he said, she is my sister because he was afraid. But wait a minute. When did this happen? This happened shortly after God talked to him. Are you not wondering? God talked to him. God told him, I want you to stay on that, in that land where I am about to show to you. And I would like you to sojourn in this land of Gerar and listen to the promises of God. God said, I will be with you and I will bless you. Now before we proceed, I would like us to understand those two statements. I will be with you would mean like this. I will make it sure that my presence is with you. And when there are dangers around, when there are weapons of the enemy that will confront you, that will be hurled at you, they will never touch you and destroy you because I am with you. In short, God was telling and declaring to him, my protection is with you and there is no weapon of the enemy that can come and destroy to you. I am with you. I will be with you. And the Lord continued with his statement with this, I will bless you. In the midst of this famine, you would like to escape from this famine by going to Egypt. But listen to this. As you stay here, as you sojourn in this land, I'll make it sure that you are well provided. But after hearing those promises, Isaac was confronted. Who is this beautiful woman? And he said, I might be killed in this situation. She's my sister. Why was he afraid? When in fact he just heard the promise of God. Now here is my understanding about the situation. It's one thing to know cerebrally. It's one thing to know with your mind about who God is and what God can do. 
but it is another to truly experience what God can do and who he is in one's life. That's two big different things. Isaac heard about the God that revealed himself to his father. He had an experience of seeing the provision. But as I have told you earlier, this was the very first time that God addressed Isaac personally. First time. So if it was his first time, maybe this was a deeper sense of understanding now about the God who revealed himself to him. So this time he was still a I was earlier, when you ask someone, do you know how to do this? And the person would say, yes, I know how to do that. I studied that. But when that person is put in a situation wherein that is the real thing, that thing that was described earlier, do you know how to do this? And he said, yes. When he's there already, right at that moment, there is still an anxiety that would be felt. Why? It's going to be the first time. Just like during wedding days, I would often ask the couple, are you fine? Are you okay? Kinakabahan ka ba? Sasabihin ng couple sa akin, opo, pastor, kinakabahan kami. And I would say, first time, di ba? First time. But before the wedding ceremony happened, there was an orientation already, and I would tell them, these are the things that would happen. These are the people that you need during the ceremony. These are, this is the sequence that we will go through. And they were already aware of those things. But when the wedding ceremony happens, everyone would say, Kinakabahan ako. Why? Knowing something with your mind is one thing. But experiencing it is another. Isaac heard about the God of his father. God revealed himself to Abraham, but this was the first time that Isaac received a direct revelation from God in a very personal way. And so despite the appearance of God and the conversation he had with God, he was afraid. But listen, look at what happened next. One day, Abimelech was looking at Isaac and his wife. And he noticed that Isaac was caressing his wife as a husband should caress his wife. And so when Abimelech said, when Abimelech saw this, he confronted Isaac and asked him, you said she's your sister. How come you're doing that to her? And Isaac admitted it. And I was surprised with the response of Abimelech. I want us to look at the response of Abimelech. Look at your Bibles in verse 11 of chapter 26. When Abimelech heard from Isaac that it was really, she was really his wife, this was his response. So Abimelech charged all the people saying, He who touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Wait a minute. Abimelech is supposed to punish him. Abimelech is supposed to be angry of Isaac. But why did he say these words? What are these words? Are these important? Yes, these words are important because these words are fulfilling something. What is that thing? When God said, I will be with you, God declared protection. Never, never Isaac, thought, never in the mind of Isaac came that the person whom he feared that might kill him, that might destroy him, will be the very person that God would use to protect him. Look at these words. Whoever touches Isaac and whoever touches his wife will be surely put to death. Imagine that. This is a fulfillment of what God promised earlier. I will be with you. And then after that, 
Looking at verse 12, Isaac started to plant. And then God blessed what he planted. He sowed and then he reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Where will you find someone planting and harvesting a hundredfold during a famine? Isaac experienced that. And the author made it very clear when you look at verse 12 in the last statement. And the Lord blessed him. Again, this is a fulfillment of what God promised to him in verses 2 and 3. I will be with you and I will bless you. So Isaac personally not only experienced talking to God, conversing with him, but he experienced the realization of what God promised. I am with you, I will be with you, and I will bless you. And what happened next was his wealth grew so tremendously that even Abimelech became scared of him. And Abimelech said, Isaac, you became so rich now and you are powerful. You know, rich and power often go together. If you have the riches, you have the power. We can still see that in our society today. Those who are rich are considered to be powerful. So Isaac had these two things and Abimelech saw that somebody who is outside of the circle of the family of Isaac saw the blessing of God to him and this must be an affirmation to God's promise to Isaac. Para bang nakita ng ibang tao kung paano sa blines ni God and Isaac hearing these words should think about the promise of God. Totoo nga. Truly God has fulfilled his promise to me. And so he left the place. I already preached from these verses before when he left the place and then he dug some wells that his father dug before. And remember that message when I said he had the authority over these wells because it was his father who dug them. He had the authority over these wells because he was the one who named them. He had the authority over these wells because it was his people who dug them. He had the authority over these wells because he has the power and the wealth. But in every situation that he faced this time, he dug a well and people came and claimed the well and he said, okay, I'll just call this place, um, I think, I call this place argument. I call this place this way because this place, there were arguments that happened in this place, Isaac. And then later he went to another place and dug another well and he said, I'll call this place Sitna. Because in this place, there were individuals who opposed my claim of this well. And then later, he went to another place and dug another well. And he said, I'll call this place at this well Rehoboth. Because God gave us a room where nobody else would claim it. So it's ours already. But the question that I have asked before is the same question that I'll be asking right now. Why did he not exert his right and authority over those wells? And the answer to that has something to do with how he perceived his God this time. Earlier, he responded in a negative sense. He lied in the confrontation. Is that, who is that lady? He said, he is my sister because he was afraid. But this time, Isaac just left those wells. Not because he was afraid. Because if he was afraid, he could have fought for those wells. Because that means life. If you leave the well, that could mean death. But this time, he was not afraid of leaving those wells. Because he knew that the God who promised him... I will be with you, I will bless you, is true to his words. This God would not let his words come, nasayang lang na walang nangyari. This God would make it sure that those promises he let go before Isaac 
will become a reality in his life. And this is the God that you have tonight. He said some promises in his words. And he wants you to cling to those promises because he is the God who is true to his promises. And Isaac understood that. He left the well, went to another place, dug another, went to another place, dug another. And now the third well was dug and there was no one who claimed it. And he said, there is no room for us. God has given us a room. That's why he called it Rehoboth. But that was not the place. Remember earlier I said there were two places that God mentioned before him. I want you to stay, stay in that place, in that land where I am about to, that I'm about to show to you. That wasn't the place. That place where he was, it was Gerar. That was the place when God told him, sojourn in this place, live temporarily in this place. And that is why he proceeded to another place. In that place, God appeared to him again. And when God appeared to him, he built an altar and offered a sacrifice and worshiped God. And because God appeared to him, that was an affirmation that that place where he was already, where he built an altar, was the place that God was pertaining to earlier when God said, I will let you stay in that land that I am about to show to you. So that was the place now. And he asked his people, you dig a well here in this place. While his people were digging a well, some men came, men of Abimelech, and Abimelech himself went to him and said these words to him, Isaac, we see that you are so blessed by God. This time, we are afraid that one of the years to come, you'll quarrel with us, you will fight against us. And so we would like to make a covenant with you that you will never touch my people. Just as how we haven't touched your people when you were in our land. And so Isaac accepted the treaty, that covenant. He made a feast. And after the feast, the people of Isaac that he asked to go and dug a well came back and said, we dug a well and there is water in it. And this time, the fourth well that Isaac dug, he named it Sheba. Sheba. That name was the root where the word Beer Sheba came from. Isaac was now in that place called Beersheba, and that well is called Sheba, which literally means an oath. And so when you think about this well, when Isaac named that well, he had in mind an oath of God given to him, a promise of God given to him in verses 2 and 3, when God said, I will be with you and I will bless you. The well is there and that would stand as a testimony that God fulfills whatever he promised to him. And that's the same God that is declaring his promises to you and to me. You know, many of us today are looking forward that things will be normalized already. That there will be a vaccine already and things will be in its normal state already. That's what we desire. But somehow God is telling every one of us today, stay in that land that I'm about to show to you. That will come, that will happen. But for now, during this pandemic, I want you to sojourn in this time of pandemic. Because even in this time of calamity, I am with you, I will be with you, and I will bless you, and I can bless you. You don't have to wait for the end of this calamity. For you to experience the presence and blessings of the Almighty. 
you sojourn even during this pandemic and you yourself as you cling on the promises of the very true God you will experience his presence and his promise in your very life that is why if everything around us are making us insecure if all the things around us are making us insecure because things change Last year, somebody approached me and said, Pastor, I would like to sponsor you to go to Israel. So we already secured our tickets. We secured our slots. We secured the dates. But when the pandemic came, everything is gone. I realized that there is nothing in this world that we can actually secure. Because it's filled with uncertainties. And somehow when we have everything like that around us, everything changes. We feel insecure in this life. But this God who is faithful can be trusted. This God who promised will make those promises into reality. This God who uttered those words of comfort for his people will bring those words into real, real picture in this life we have. That is why Isaac learned to be secured in the hands of the Almighty. Because he experienced on a very personal basis God's presence and God's provision. You know, there's a song that I really like. The song entitled, You Are So Faithful. You know what? The very first line of the song goes like this. Like the sun that rises every day. You are so faithful. Dear Lord, you are faithful. Every one of us before we sleep during the night, we look forward of a morning where the sun is rising, even during rainy seasons. And we wake up in the morning, even if the dark cloud is covering the sun, we know that the sun is there, shining behind the dark clouds. If you are certain that the sun would rise every morning, I am more certain that God would bring into completion whatever he had promised. If you are sure of the sun, I am more certain of my God. If you can be sure of the sun every morning, you can be sure of the God who promised to be there for you, of the God who promised to bless you all the days of your life. So let's listen to this song as Pastor Arnold and Nicole would render us. I want us to meditate upon the lyrics, and may these lyrics of the song leave a message to us and bring us into living this life with security and confidence deep within because God is true to his promises. God bless us all and good evening. You just heard a message from Zamboanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you grow with your knowledge and journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, follow us on our Facebook page, Instagram, and YouTube. For Facebook, at Zamboanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. For Instagram, at Zikaek PH. For YouTube, at Zikaek Ministries. See you there!